Welcome to Personal Financial Strategy, the podcast, a podcast wholly devoted to you and your relationship with money, bringing expertise to bear on how you earn, invest, and spend your hard-earned cash. I'm your host, Tony King, and today we welcome a special guest to the podcast, Jeff Bernier. Welcome to the Personal Financial Strategy podcast, Jeff. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for making the time for us today, Jeff. Jeff is the president and wealth advisor at a financial planning firm called Tandem Growth Financial in Atlanta, Georgia. I'll just ask you uh, up front, because all our listeners want to know, did you grow up in Atlanta or are you a transplant? No, I I grew up in South Georgia, a very small town in South Georgia. Oh, is that right? What's the name of it? Uh, it's called Pelham, Georgia, P-E-L-H-A-M. Yeah, I haven't heard of it. It must be pretty small. It's very small. <laughs> great, great. Well, having been to your website, I know a little bit of your background story, and it is interesting. Uh, I'm wondering if you would share with us your background and the path that led you to what you're doing today. Yeah, I'd be I'd be happy to. I I, I would love to share that. I, I as I mentioned, I grew up in a small town in South Georgia, Pelham, Georgia, and my dad was the president of the community bank. So I write about this in my book, uh, The Money and Meaning Journey. But he he was George Bailey. If you know who George Bailey is, from, yeah, yeah. But my dad was really the George Bailey. Um, from the, from the movie, A Wonderful Life. He was just like the Jimmy Stewart character. He really loved his community, dreamed about going a lot of other places, but just stayed in Pelham and served the community. And that had an impact on me. I, I remember growing up, he would pay us occasionally to go clean the bank on Saturdays. And we always had to open the coffee lounge in the bank because all the farmers and all would come and use it. I mean, they didn't have a Starbucks yeah. back in the day and they still don't in this town. But <laughs> my dad was a community banker and, and loved serving the people of Pelham. So I grew up in this small community, but I couldn't get out of there fast enough. I mean, I thought as a kid, you wanted to go to the big city and, and be a sophisticated yeah. finance guy. Yeah. And so I went to the University of Georgia and got a degree in finance. And when I was a junior in college, I met an individual who came and spoke to a to a class who was a certified financial planner. And he described what he did. And I decided when I was a junior in college that that's what I wanted to do. No kidding. And yeah. So I got I got really I got really lucky in that regard. So I I graduated from college in December 1985. And started work in this industry April Fool's Day, 1986. Okay, so you're uh, you're an old pro. Yes, I've been at it a couple a couple of years. So, and was just passionate about financial planning. I got really lucky aligning myself with a firm that uh, taught me the the holistic financial planning process, and got all the normal degrees. Became a certified financial planner and a chartered financial consultant and. A certified fund specialist and got a master's degree in financial. So I was just passionate about holistic wealth management. And that's, that's really how I got started in the, in the career. There've been a few iterations of the way that we do the work that we do. We can talk about if you have interest, but that's really the inception of my uh, passion about helping people create the clarity and confidence to, to go live a great life. Yeah. And as far as Tandem Growth Financial, how long has that been in existence? Yeah, so I, as I mentioned, I started in the industry um, in 1986. 
And in 2003, we started Tandem Growth. And essentially what happened is in 2002, in the world I was in before with the, with the, with the, with the, with the firm I was with before, if you survive long enough in that culture, they, they give you an award and they, you know, give you like a leadership conference, if you will. And we were at the meeting in 2002 and one of the principals in the organization came up to me and said, you know, asked me what I thought about a particular partner that we used for investment management. Uh, and I told him they're professional, they're ethical, they do a good job for our clients. And he was quite frustrated and said, well, we're, we're probably going to drop them from the platform. You're not, they're not going to be available to you anymore. Uh, yeah. And I said, oh, really? Why? And he basically said, because they won't, you know, they won't pay for the boondoggle. And I just, uh-huh. I just felt like a fraud. I just, I told my wife when we got back to the room right after this award ceremony, yeah. right award that I feel like we needed to leave and be independent so we can serve our clients and uh, in a holistic, independent way and not be pressured to use certain products and services that um, the management thought were the yeah. you know, so high margin products, if you will. So yeah. that's when I started the firm in uh, 2003. And you, you started it, did you start it alone or did you have partners? Well, I was, I was blessed. I had two very important key team members that joined me when I started the firm. So I started the firm with uh, two employees that I'd already had uh, that, that came with me when I started the firm in 2003. Oh yeah. That makes, that makes a transition much easier. Doesn't it did. No question about that. Well, Jeff, as you know, at personal financial strategy, we're, we're kind of in the weeds of personal finance. We, we work with people on a day-to-day basis and um, man, helping them get a better grip on their money. And uh, I wonder, and you, you, you will help people in that same regard, but you offer some services that our firm does not. And that's at the other end. So let's, I was wondering if I could give you an example and, and just do a little scenario where I'm handing off to you one of our clients and this client, he's, he's 40 years old. He's got a couple kids. He came to us. He was in a little bit of financial duress and uh, had some debt, but we've cleared all that away. And um, we've got things straightened straightened up quite a bit, cleaned up. And for the last two to three years, he's been contributing into an investment account on a monthly basis, and he's debt free. I think at that point, that's a good place, is it not, for a client to maybe intersect with a firm like yours? Sure. Yeah. Without without question. What would that look like for a guy coming in? Yeah, I, I think. You know, I, I, Jim Collins, who wrote the great books, you know, Good to Great and Built to Last, he coined a phrase that I heard a while back called who luck, you know, having having the good who's in your life because people matter a lot and relationships matter a lot. So I think the most critical thing really is to find the right partner, to find the right guide. So in our process, we spend time up front, just first of all, just determining if we're a good fit. And and there's really three aspects to being a fit. Mm -hmm. You know, one aspect is, do we provide the services that a client wants and needs? In other words, do they want what we deliver, which is holistic wealth management planning, uh, or do they want something else? And so clearly you've got to be a good fit in terms of 
what you need and what you want. The mm-hmm. second one is similar to what I talked about, the who luck and it's relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, so much of what we do is based, uh, based on open, honest communication. And do we feel comfortable with each other? And so do we relationally feel comfortable with each other? So we would have this new perspective client determine are we a good fit for them relationally and we would be doing the same thing. And then thirdly, we just have to make sure we're a good economic fit. Uh, because we are a for-profit organization mm-hmm. uh, and we just want to make sure that the client understands the cost benefit and determine, can we create enough value for them for the fee? And and so they're, they're sizing that up. And then what we would essentially do is uh, do deep discovery if we determine that we were a fit. And when I say deep discovery, it's really all about trying to uncover what matters most. Yes, we we do deep discovery around, you know, what gives you joy, what gives you meaning, what gives you purpose, because we believe that their financial, your resources are just there to give you the life that you hope to live or to be what you've created to be. I mean, there's there's sort of a spiritual element to this. Yes. Uh, in, in my heart, because I know we were all created for a purpose. And so the planning can be a tool to help you create the capacity to go do what you're called to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we would want to get deep about what matters. And then you did tactical on, you know, uh, dreams, you know, what are your dreams? Mm -hmm. You know, what do you hope to, to, you know, if your life turned out really well, what would that look like? Mm -hmm. Uh, But then you got to be really specific about a dollar, you know, Mm -hmm. so a dream, we take a dream that you may have and convert it to a dollar and a deadline. Mm -hmm. So how much capital is it going to take to get you where you want to go? And then we develop a strategic financial plan, a holistic wealth management Mm -hmm. plan that helps you not only build strategies to help you move in the direction of your dreams Mm -hmm. through investments and uh, the right vehicles and the right tax structure and the right estate planning structure, but also make sure that we protect, you know, that we have strategies in place uh, to protect from what can go wrong so that we have the luxury to invest in what can go right. And then finally, as we're as we define these dreams and we determine what's the dollar and the deadline, then we work backwards and determine, um, you know, what mix of investments have a reasonable chance of funding your goals. And there's really three aspects in building the right investment strategy. And that is your need to take risk. In other words, how much return is needed to accomplish your goals. Mm -hmm. That's your need. What rate of return is needed. And that will point you to a mix of asset classes that have historically given you a reasonable chance of funding those goals. Mm -hmm. Second aspect is your tolerance for risk. In other words, how much uncertainty can you take and still stick with a strategy? Right. Because a suboptimal, not that there is an optimal portfolio, but a suboptimal portfolio that you'll stick with is better than the perfect portfolio that you want. Right. So, you're, you're, so your your ability to tolerate volatility and uncertainty is really important in designing the strategy. And then finally, is your capacity to take risk. Do you mm-hmm. have the financial capacity to take risk? So that means, you know, if you're debt free and you have a steady job, you know, you might have the capacity to take more uncertainty than someone that has uh, employment risk or lumpy income or mm-hmm. a lot of debt. So mm-hmm. it's your need, ability, I'm sorry, your need, your tolerance, and your ability to take risk helps us define an investment strategy. And so what we do is we build a blueprint, 
mm-hmm. around these various goals uh, and cover a holistic plan around risk management, estate planning, cash flow and tax, investment strategy. So it's goal focused and planning driven, independent advice in all of those areas. Mm-hmm. And then build tactics. You know, how much do you need to be saving? What type of account? Mm-hmm. You know, do you do traditional IRAs or Roth IRAs? You know, do you do HSAs and high deductible health plans or do you do a traditional? I mean, these are all the tactics that are in a strategy. Yeah. Yeah. And then we would, a firm like ours would be sort of your guide, helping you implement the strategies and then be with you as life happens, as the yeah. capital markets change, as your goals change, as your as your circumstances change, and as you have opportunities that come up, mm-hmm. it could be very positive or you could have challenges. And so we'd like to be your partner to be your first call, uh, yeah. you know, theoretically, if you have a, an opportunity or an emergency. Yeah. So that's 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 sort of the process in a nutshell. Well, it's comprehensive, Jeff. I love your approach. I love that it's tailored to the individual and it's relationally based. I think those two things are so important in in financial planning. I, I just want to ask you kind of a timely question. Um, are you getting calls these days from clients that are a little bit worried about uh, inflation? You know, we're not getting a lot of calls in terms of just inflation or just markets because we're we're talking to our clients quite frequently already okay. and we communicate. We communicate a lot. So we've already we've already you know, we have a I do a semi-annual investment webinar. We do semi-annual program reviews with every client. We have a year in checklist we do with every client. Yeah. Uh, I've got a blog that goes out once a month that we talk about topics. I have a podcast that I do. Mm-hmm. So we communicate a lot, but in the reviews, certainly it's coming up. And, but what hasn't come up a lot are concerns about market volatility. So, you know, 2022 was a particularly difficult year. Yes. Balanced portfolios. I mean, we have not seen fixed income investments uh, perform as poorly, you know, in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And so for a ballast investor, it was, a, it could be a challenging year, but most of our clients were pretty stoic about it. And it's primarily because of the way we structure the retirement income strategy. So we keep plenty of short-term liquidity for two years worth of spending. And so our clients knew that they didn't have to sell anything to pay a bill. And yeah. that's pretty comforting, but the inflation, the inflation problem's big. And I think what we've been talking more about than anything is the impact that the Federal Reserve's policies to try to deal with inflation, the impact it's had on their financial assets, the bonds in particular. Right, right. Well, I think it it is a a bit of a challenging time for us all in the financial industry. And there are a lot of question marks in the future. But at least I'm finding, Jeff, that I think 2008, taught us a lot <laughs> right. of, of, about overreaction and, right. uh, and, uh, and staying the course uh, for the long term. And really, in, when you're talking about retirement planning, you're talking long term. Uh, Correct. Yeah. So I've been trying to give people some, some uh, relief in terms of thinking about inflation. It's mostly because there's not a darn thing we can do about it. Um, And hopefully we've made our plans uh, as best we could and our plans will weather this storm. And I love, I love the, there's an old country song that uh, the writer uh, has this line in there that I love. It says, he says, 
Every storm runs out of rain. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, you know, but the inflation is not. Uh, inflation is a serious problem to the retirement investor, obviously. Yeah. Because income is not the goal. Inflation adjusted income is the goal. Right. The costs are going to go up. Right. So, so a fixed income strategy in a rising price world is, is a problem. Sure. And so you do have to have a strategy in place that has a high probability of providing a rising income stream over a 30 year period right. for the typical retiree. To, to meet these rising costs. And so, yes, yes. you know, we've, we've been, maybe we've been a little relaxed recently because we've had lower than historical inflation the last 15 or, or years or so, or 20 years or so, but it hasn't, but, it, but it's still a problem. You still need rising income streams. It's and so the factor. key, yeah. So the key is you've got to own asset classes mm-hmm. that have a reasonable chance of giving you a real return after inflation. And the flip side of that, or the trade-off on that is you do have to accept some short-term uncertainty for long-term security. Right. So you've got to, you know, to get the rising income stream. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Jeff, I'd sure like to give our audience the uh, best way they can get in touch with you and with Tandem Growth. What is that? Yeah, we'd love to do that. The, the Probably the easiest way is just our corporate website, which is tandemgrowth.com. So tandem like the like the the bicycle, T-A-N-D-E-M growth.com is our corporate website. Um, I also wrote a book uh, at the end of last year that just got published in October called The Money and Meaning Journey, A Guide to Clarity, Financial Confidence, and Joy. And you can check it out on most major, you know, online retailers or at jeffbernierauthor.com. So those are probably the two, the two best ways to find us is at jeffbernierauthor.com. If you want to learn about more, more about me in the book uh, or tandemgrowth.com, if you'd like to learn more about our wealth management practice. Great. And I'll, I'll let you, if there is, I'm, and I'm sure there is, is there a little, a little meaning behind the word tandem in your strategy? Yeah, well, sure. I mean, when I started the firm in 2003, uh, my first iteration was we were going to grow together. So we were gonna, the firm was going to grow. But since that time, uh, our logo or these are, well, you don't see it on the book, but the, we have a logo that these are two trees growing together. And that was the idea was we're going to grow together with the client. But since that time, I've sort of evolved in sort of what the tandem growth is about, because it's also about money and meaning. It's, it's you know, it's also about, you know, holistic technical financial planning and behavioral finance. Uh, there's a whole lot of meanings behind uh, the tandem. There's more than just than just one. So, but the but the main idea when I started the firm was really we're going to grow together in, in a you know in a symbiotic relationship right with the clients. Yeah, I love that. And I what what I love probably most about it is it's a little bit of pushback on what is somewhat of a cultural norm that I see, which is people in America think that their finances are their finances hmm. and they don't really need a partner. And somehow there's a, somehow that's built into our culture somewhere. It's it's a private thing. It's not something you should be sharing with someone else. Do you find that? Well, I, I certainly, I, it was, I think it's a little different today. It's, it's interesting, you know, back in when I started, almost every client that we obtained came from referrals. You know, the golf buddy or a friend at church or something like that. 
I guess in the last 10 or 15 years, more and more clients are finding us through internet searches and things like that. And, you know, and these are, you know, these are some affluent families that are finding their advisor through the internet. Oh. And, and so it's, I think it's a little different. So, I mean, we, in, we're in a, we're in a culture now where, you know, people post their whole life story on Facebook or social media, which <laughs> I think is quite dangerous yes. personally, but people are pretty, are a lot more comfortable today. I think sharing now they don't always want advice, but they're pretty comfortable, you know, sharing stuff. So I, I don't know, I'm not sure um, how to interpret that, uh, you know, culturally. Uh, but I think, I think we do. Um, I, th- I think we do have a, we all go through, I mean, Joseph Campbell wrote books about the the hero's journey. Yeah. And, and, and we, I think we're all on sort of a hero's journey. And oftentimes we've got to have a challenge or a tragedy or a triggering event. Yes. To ask for help. Unfortunately. Yeah. And, and it could be positive. I mean, you could get a financial windfall and it's more money than I ever had, or I'm retiring and mm-hmm. I've got all this money and my benefit department used to be my financial planner. And now I got to do it myself and it's scary. And we don't have pensions anymore. And yeah. we don't have defined contribution plans. We have 401ks and IRAs. We don't have a defined benefit pension. So you've got a lump sum of money that you've got to make last on your own for 30 years. It's scary. So even though they may have viewed sort of, I could do it myself. I'm a rugged individual, uh, individualist, you know, as I'm building wealth or as I'm going along, but usually some trigger event might happen and you determine, okay, this is getting a little bit more complicated or scary. And it'd be nice to have a guide. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I love that your name uh, fits your relational style and your relational approach to financial planning and management. I like the way that syncs together. And I just want to thank you, Jeff, for being on the program today and sharing your years of experience and and just sharing your your life and and uh, and you with our listeners. And again, the best place to get in, uh, in touch with you is probably the quickest, easiest is probably tandemgrowth.com. That's correct. That's okay. exactly right. Yep. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. Well, you're welcome. And until next time, strategists, keep on strategizing. <laughs>